Hey, I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Kiana. And And this this is is Eight Limbs Limbs of Fury, a podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of daily yoga practice, life on capitalist nightmare planet, the threads between spiritual practice and activism, and what role yoga might play in these revolutionary times. We are two young leftists practicing Ashtanga yoga six days a week. And we are here to give a perspective on what's happening in the world as we discover our own spirituality and get more woke by the minute. I think it's cashed, though. Oh, shoot. Shoot. We're sitting here, um, first episode, 4th of July, 2020. Independence Day here in the United States of America. Um, but of course, a bit of a misnomer, I'd yeah, say. <laughs> Independence yeah, Day. It's not... so, you know, uh, it's just, it's not, you know, you might not know this depending on where you live, but America is a wild place. <laughs> it is, it is, it is an insane place to be at this moment in time. Plot twist. Not everyone's free in America. (laughs) Plot twist. Not everyone has ever been free in America for as long as it's existed. Right. That's going all the way back. That's the ish, yeah. There's Um, always been oppressed peoples in our society. Yeah. And that's why I think, and this, and just to tie this into yoga here right out the gate, it's like, that's why I think yoga function is going to function so well in the, the times that we're in because of like, you know, this is my opinion of yoga philosophy and practice. And, but I see this through lenses of like Ashtanga yoga and, and like both asana and philosophy Mm-hmm. Um, at those aspects of Ashtanga Yoga, um, coming from like Buddhist ideas and philosophy as well, um, and just really influence of so many other like broad things outside of yoga, but also yoga specifically, yoga yeah. specifically being like the thing that led me to all these other thoughts is that, um, you know, the interconnectedness of all beings, the fact that we're all we're all sharing in this existence as mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. humanity and, and, and non-humanity of all yeah. beings, of all creatures, all things. And so if we're going to move forward in these revolutionary times, calling for equality and unity and, you it's know, it's all the same. It's all this. It, we're all it's here. The, the same. same thread. Yeah. It's all the same thread. It's a thread of connectedness is thread of, of, of equality, but the, I mean, what's the opposite of a where where do we see inequality in our day to day life? It's all around us. It's all around and us, and it's just, just like... absolutely coming to a head right now, um, which I personally think is number one very um, daunting because change is daunting to me, sure. but also very exciting and hopeful Quite. because. You know, it seems like old patterns are being taken down, old systems being taken down. What do we do in our Ashtanga practice? We break down old patterns. I mean, we're making good change here, right? This is a, a major time of change coming off of June 2020 in America. Mm-hmm. So 
the time is now, everybody. And yeah. The time is now. Certainly, 100%. The time is now. People, and and oh, that's oh, um and that was kind of like the part of the push to start this podcast is that like when we were in the in the middle of it. So we live in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at this current point in time, <laughs> oh, July fifth. Yeah. To anyone who <laughs> might not know, Arizona. Save our souls. <laughs> What is Save it outside now? 107 degrees. Coronavirus yeah, cases uh, are through the roof yeah, here. Through the roof here. Through um, the roof. Fortunately, we're in a bit of a, uh, a haven here in Tucson, south of the Phoenix metro area where like it's yes. super hard hit. But geez, even it's bad down here too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yes. On this day of time known as july 5th the year july 5th july 4th (laughs) july 5th fucking no it's july 4th 2020 um yeah arizona coronavirus leading the world leading like the fucking world right now outside of like brazil it's one of the leaders i haven't checked in a few days oh my god i checked the other day i think it was two days ago and it was like four thousand new cases and i was like oh my god i mean Honestly, though, on a real note, shout out to everyone out there who knows somebody with coronavirus, who's dealing with it because it's scary. Scary. And I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends here, myself included, we now know people who have the virus. Yeah. We know people who are very sick. Um, Ourselves yeah. have been affected by it. I mean, we're, yeah. we are now here sitting Waiting in our to home get tested. in full quarantine mode at the moment because our, our roommate got really sick a yeah. few, like f- five days ago now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, had to wait days to get a test. Days though. to get a test. Oh, here. Uh, <laughs> welcome to America. $189 to get a, to get a test it's at an urgent like care here. 10 hours of work. <laughs> right. To pay for a test she needed in order to go back to work right 10 hours of work no roxy doesn't even make that much and yeah. more than 10 hours of labor i mean so yeah again we can say it july 2020 america july 4th independence yes. day um coming back to that thread so we thought that was a this was a good day to start our first episode because to to really put our words uh, onto this computer recording and out into the world. To speak into these microphones, we've kindly pur- we've purchased from the internet. <laughs> from many different used sources. From many different sources. We yeah. assembled a kit of podcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. We're um, very fortunate to have had the financial blessing of the CARES Act <laughs> to support this podcast. <laughs> But only for one month longer, people. Oh my god, yeah, only for one month. Talk to your senators. Yeah. So I guess call your senators, tell them to extend the CARES Act if you want to hear more eight limbs of fear. Yeah, yeah. I guess this would be a good time to talk about what we do or usually do. Um what, where what, our in the lives before at times. right now. Oh yeah. What like are you asking what we did in the before times or before are you coronavirus? Ask, are you asking times. like what we're doing like right now? Uh, I guess all of it. My life story or just like kind of like the bare bones of what you need to know for this moment? Somewhere <laughs> in between. <laughs> bare bones. I don't know. Um, do you want my like f- my full uh, legal name and my social security number? Uh, 
I think you should just definitely just say your social security number and then just my social the security things. number yeah. and um okay. <laughs> Mom Josh. <laughs> um in the before times I worked as a massage therapist and as a yoga teacher. Um I grew up in Georgia. I uh in high school I played in a hardcore band. I was a vocalist in a hardcore band. Um I was screamo baby like we it was we were heavy. It was a heavy band. Um but no, I grew up skateboarding too. That was like I spent most of my year formative years skateboarding probably from like 10 years old to like 17 kind of when I stopped and started playing music. Um but yeah, I grew up skating and uh, I feel like skateboarding influenced my life so very much to uh, uh, and it makes just 100% makes me who I am today. Um, growing up being on the old shred stick, as I used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really what you used to call it? Is that yeah. what all the skaters call it? No, that, by no means did all skaters call it the shred stick. But that's what you called it. I think like most people, you know. Like most humans throughout all of time, I just made up a name for it and just called it that. I've just heard skateboard. Yeah, okay. I mean, I usually call it skateboard. But whatever. Patineta. <laughs> Patineta in Espanol. Um, so yeah, I was teaching yoga for, for a hot minute before coronavirus and um, decided to go, go to massage school. And I finished massage school last year and... Um, so I was doing that for work. Um, but uh, my yoga path started when I was about 18. I first did yoga and I did it to, it, it had to have been like a DVD of sorts. I did it to a DVD like once or, tw once or twice. And then I dropped into an LA fitness yoga class. And um, you know what? It was life changing, that LA fitness yoga class. It really was. There's I love a good gym yoga class. Really can get people in the door for yoga. I think most people, I think a lot of people get in through the door through gym yoga class. I did as well. I guess I did. Yeah. DVDs. It was DVDs and gym yoga class. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, t I, I touched in at 18 and then 19 was when things like really started shaping up and I made a deliberate choice. I was like, I'm going to try practicing yoga three times a week in my life and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then it became four and then it became five. And it like so much like I decided at like 19, like coming on 20 years old that I was like, okay, I'm just going to make yoga 100% a part of my life. Like there's no question about it. I'm just going to do this every day. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, yeah, like late 19 turning 20 and I've like never looked back. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, gosh, that time was coming on now five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've had five years of really consistent yoga practice, like seven years of general interaction with it. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, uh, that's kind of been in my yoga journey. I, I fell in love with it so much because of skateboarding. Because as soon as I stepped on the yoga mat and started doing postures uh, in class, even though it was like, you know, drop in hot vinyasa class or whatever, um, it just connected with me right away in, into that side of skateboarding and playing heavy music. It was it was 100 percent into that realm. And I just immediately loved it and 
have never looked back. I mean, gosh, I think the most time I've spent away from my mat is five days. But yeah, I'd say that's all that's all about you need to know about me is that like I just <laughs> massage therapy, teaching yoga, doing yoga. Um and Georgia hardcore band. Georgia gotcha. hardcore band skateboarding. I'm I'm I think I think the uh people that didn't already know you are kind of getting the Josh picture from Get the it, Josh picture. You know? So is there anything I would add to the, the Josh picture? Well, There's a the, whole lot. The 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 portrait of Josh is far from complete. <laughs> So that we have, we just have the the outlines of the, the Josh portrait here. And Kiana, what does he? Can you can you paint your picture for me? Hey, I'm Kiana. I <laughs> that was such a weird way to say. It. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm Kiana. Kiana. Okay, hi, I'm Kiana. I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm sure we'll get into that more later certainly um i was a tennis player growing up i was always kind of like athletic um i started doing yoga when i was 14 and i kind of just was immediately really into it i don't know it the difficulty of it like how hard it was surprised me because i always thought it was just like oh stretching and stuff Mm -hmm. like everybody kind of thinks sure at first when they know nothing about yoga at least in my in my experience you're like oh this is stretching oh and this then is you, just stretching this is easy yeah then you drop into the hot vinyasa class and you're like ah, ah this killed what's me going yeah. on? so um but yeah so that probably explains why i love ashtanga <laughs> certainly <laughs> honestly so certainly. yeah like josh i've been doing ashtanga for two and a half years um moved to tucson when i for college when i was 18 just graduated just graduated 2020 grad. 2020 I, grad. So she didn't have a graduation <laughs> ceremony. We, I, we had one back. in our living room. We, we had it in our living room. They played Time of Your Life by Green Day. Um, and it felt, we put some was, books on I, her head or something like that. As We put a book on a her tassel, head. There was a little book with like a tassel thing in it. That yeah, we, a book had a tassel. It was great. And we had a pizza party. Um, so in my opinion, I had a graduation. You had a graduation, but for sure. I never went to the football stadium anyway. So never once did Keon <laughs> venture in the football stadium as an attendee of the University of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, but I paid for it. But she paid for it. Um, What's the, how much that how uh, much that football coach makes? Just changing the subject. Oh no. Sorry, he, I thought you were going to ask how much well, I paid for it. Oh, he makes well over a million. And the oh, basket, I think the I looked it up. Coach, the basketball coach makes like 1.2 mil. Don't 1. quote 2. me on that. But Don't quote me on that. Someone at the U of A that teaches needed. a sport makes like 1.2 mil right. a year. Citations needed. Um, hence, this is the first episode, um, which... You know, we don't have all of our factual resources stacked, ready to go. So <laughs> please do not vet us too hard for this information that we are providing you. Yes. Because, frankly, we're just too, we're just, we're just, we're just sitting in a room talking to each other, trying to make something of this. <laughs> right. July 4th. July 4th. I um, had an idea of calling it Dependence Day instead of Independence I was thinking Day. About that. Dependence Day. I don't want to be dependent anymore, though. Oh, oh, I actually know. Is that socialism being dependent on each other? Solidarity. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, All right. Well, so, so I um, graduated in May, and I'm wanting to become a birth doula, and that's pretty much it. That's the last thing I wanted to add. Yeah. 
I don't know. Which we'll get into that. more. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so my experience with yoga and I think Ashtanga yoga, like specifically, um, definitely like why I love Ashtanga so much, I think directly comes from where I, where my roots are as like a teenager. Like, as I said, like as a, as a young kid growing up in Georgia, skateboarding, playing in heavy bands and stuff and like living, doing that sort of like alternative, heavy, alternative, heavy lifestyle and stuff like Ashtanga was really, um, it really called to me in some sense because it it spoke to that side immediately. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, it was an intensity in which I loved so, so greatly right out the gate. Mm -hmm. So Kian and I both got involved with Ashtanga at a studio here called Tucson Yoga. Um, Original low-cost yoga studio in Tucson. In Tucson. In, in not only just in Tucson, but in the United States. Yeah. It was the first yoga studio in the whole freaking U.S. that said, you know what? We're going to do um, yoga for... Not, it wasn't yoga. <laughs> yoga. It was the first studio in the U.S. to say, we're going to offer low-cost classes for the community so that way... Um, we can give yoga to lots of people and it was, it was wonderful. It was great. Yeah. um, Yeah. So we started doing Ashtanga at Tucson Yoga, um, and we fell in love with it. Josh and I tend to be the type of people, I don't know if all Ashtangis are like this, but we tend to be the type of people that just like dive into stuff. (laughs) If we like something, we just kind of like head first, we go for it. Um, Something about myself is that I do things 100% or I don't do them at all and I hate it. So He's very pitta. Uh, <laughs> um, um, for the listeners that are, that are very lost and wondering about the politics of this all and why, why instead these two are just talking about yoga this, this whole time, we're going to get to the politics of the matter later on. We're tying it all in, but what first and foremost... So we're establishing all of this through the lens of Ashtanga Yoga and specifically, so. Yeah, so, yeah, when we were thinking about what we would want to, like, put out, you know, into the world, what we were thinking about maybe what perspective we could provide, it really is this, like, uh, <laughs> perspective that lies, like, at the intersection of daily spiritual practice, Ashtanga Yoga, this idea of... Ev- all connectedness of love of um of just of oneness of, of oneness yeah this of idea. being in community with your brothers and sisters and people of non-gender conformity humans one might say yes <laughs> humans um to be together with humans and more than just that all beings and creatures and things yeah um, because this also just ties in with like and you know environmentalism and, and all of this and that that we care so much about and like we're young people we're young people we're not old people we're in our 20s and so you know what that means when we're old like some of y'all or, or some of your your parents or whatever we're gonna have to deal with like the worst effects of climate change and and um due to the effect of like god-awful american politics yeah so yeah as I was saying like we um we were thinking like what would we want to put out we're here thinking about you know ashtanga yoga practicing that every day 
But then being out here in the world saying, we got to do something. We got to do something about our reality right now. We got to be a part of our reality right now. We're, you know, well, COVID kind of throws a wrench in things a lot, but um, we want to be a part of like the protests, the actual movements. What's the difference between that and this idea of uh, violence or whatever that we talk about in yoga, this idea of non-harm? Should we be doing harm to certain systems that don't work? Right. Like, these are the questions we want to explore right. in this podcast. Um, and, yeah, there are a lot of people in the yoga community, the Ashtanga community, and the broader yoga community, as well as the activism community in Tucson that I know have interesting perspectives on that crossover between spirituality and activism. Yeah. And action. We could say spiritual spirituality and action, and that's and that's like in in and action in action mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way spirituality in action yoga in action yeah of taking a sense of going like okay yes we're going to practice like the the things in which we talk about in yogic philosophy of yeah. course we're going to try to practice that but how does that how do those ideas play out on societal and systemic and cultural levels mm-hmm. and how in which we can use our power to influence that to change and does practicing yoga actually make it easier to implement those ideas into our actual day-to-day lives um to make our brown, our brains malleable enough to download this radical information <laughs> yeah, and put it right. in. Yeah, right. <laughs> to clear the veil of delusion, right? To, so, to lift the veil of Maya, you're right. To, to help clear the fog of the mind. So, yeah, these all of these concepts are so um, interconnected, honestly. Interconnected. I was doing some research this morning on... We are researching this podcast. <laughs> we are, re- yeah, we're definitely trying to research stuff. Um, this is not a full-time hangout all the time. Yeah. It's, this will be serious, but also fun, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, so I was doing some research this morning about... Um, I remember hearing in my yoga teacher training about how there was one... At one time in yoga history, in like the 1920s and 30s, um, while Great Britain was colonizing India there would be yoga teachers kind of teaching people through yoga how to, um, like, making them strong to train for the revolution, to train for rebellion. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, that's great. Like, that's so interesting. Yeah, because it really is, like, so difficult, but it's also mentally difficult. And, um, but when I was looking that up today, I saw you know, written some places that yoga and rebellion, like, do not overlap at all. Yoga and revolution do not overlap at all. And I just, I I just think there's a lot of talk out there about this. I don't think there's a cohesive, so our opinions definitely that they do overlap. (laughs) Definitely. That, like, that 100%, like, yoga and the revolution go hand in hand, just like the cops and the Klan go hand in hand. (laughs) 
Uh, wait, that's not, like my, ju- not just like, but but actually, <laughs> uh, that's like my favorite one of the chants that I've heard. So that's hard. That's best chant. The, the cops and the clan go hand in hand. hand. The cops and the clan go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Same no, Luca. and also we, you know, we were definitely galvanized by the George, by the George, the death of George Floyd, and we are, we are. Um, we are definitely in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and we are here trying to represent ourselves as allies and taking up what power and privilege we do have as Ashtanga yoga practitioners, as young people trying to exist in this world of, of taking action. What does it look like to take action? Yeah. Right. And that's like such direct inspiration, um, for this podcast and, and where our minds at going into this is going how can we as Ashtanga yoga people and what we believe and practice and on and off the mat, how can we take this broadly? How can we use that empowerment? Because we all know, if well, if you don't know this, but Ashtanga yoga makes you feel like the greatest physical being you've ever <laughs> been in your life. You Maybe will be that if you, do, if you do Ashtanga yoga. Do not doubt me. It's Just very take empowering. my word. Yeah. It's very empowering. It is. <laughs> And so how can we take that empowerment from, from our practice and translate that into actual change into the broader world? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big question to answer. That's a so big question. So that's why we're starting a whole podcast about it. That's why it's a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why you hopefully, dear listener, that's you. They're going to be on the long way for the ride. Wait. Hopefully you'll be along for the ride and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy mm-hmm. it. Definitely. So. Um, yeah, we'll have some, we've got some interesting topics already thought up. We're going to talk, we're going to be talking like current events too. Um, oh, how can we avoid the current events? How can we, see, (laughs) how can we avoid the current events? We're not going to be the, we're not going to be the yoga people that stick their heads in the sand and go like, no, life's fucking great. Just meditate and it's peaceful. And like, I don't know, like some people would say that, but I feel, I, and I, I feel something of a responsibility to this world and for and to use the gifts that I do have to try to change things and I don't definitely and I th- and I think that that itself is very yoga yeah and there's some people that might disagree with that and and in the yoga community might be like no you just need to like transcend all space and time and like not let things affect you and it's like I'm sorry this might be eco getting in the way or something I've yet to come to comprehend in my um, yeah relative small years of spiritual practice but i don't know this is something i feel very deeply struck to like the core of my being like it's something that in which i meditate on which often comes through my mind is is on my mind in in my most uh spiritual moments so yeah well i think it's an interesting question because it's like to what point can we not involve ourselves in what is happening around us sure like okay it's one thing if to reach a level of acceptance for our own discomfort, for our own um, strife in life or trouble or struggles that we go through. But when people around us are being killed, like when people around us are not free, when ICE is holding people in cages, when prison is slavery perpetuated through the last 400 years, when we have these systems in place that are oppressing so many people, maybe not us because we're white, we're cisgender, we're, you know, all of these um, privileges that we have, 
at what point can we not involve ourselves? Right. And that point, some would say that point was like, we should have been involving ourselves a while ago. Yeah. But now I, and I think in which we, t- we did, I mean, like, I think like a lot of um, other Americans and people probably around the globe too, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're probably galvanized by Donald Trump in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and to really pay attention. I mean, I know that's some, something that you've shared with me before that how like the election of Donald Trump was like, ah, cause you were, yeah, I was 18 and it was like my first election I could vote in. Right. <laughs> I was like initially so excited about Bernie. I was like, hell yeah, this is great. I'm going to college. I won't have to pay for college, but it definitely didn't turn out that way. Uh, four years later, that was a trip. But it was just at this time, it hit just right on the peak of going out in the world and becoming an adult, and this is the world. Right. This is the world I'm becoming an adult into. Yeah. Like, this is the world I'm going off into. Yeah. It's crazy. I was 21. Yeah. At that election, and I just so happened, I was, my birthday's in August. It's coming up soon. Mr. Leo over here. I'm a Leo. (laughs) <laughs> Josh gets told by a lot of people. People be like, "You're a Leo," a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Stop!" <laughs> um, <laughs> I was 21, and that was the first election that I was able to vote in. So I didn't right. vote for Barack Obama in 2012 because I was 17. I wasn't 18. I was 17 yeah. during the election. Um, so. Funny enough, I wrote in Bernie Sanders, and some of you out there might hate me for that. But let me just say this. It was my first election that I was allowed to vote in, and I felt robbed of my voice to be able to represent myself. Like, of course, like, why people, they people, they get so upset and they, they, they blame Bernie people for losing why we lost to Donald Trump and, you know, (laughs) why Hillary lost. Technically, Hillary won. <laughs> technically, Hillary did win. Technically, so. we had the popular votes. That's right. We're going to talk about uh, uh, abolish electoral college. Yeah, We've got to figure out a better thing. way. And, um, God, that, that's to say the least. Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But. Um, but so, but no, Hillary Clinton was the worst person that they could have possibly had to run against Donald Trump. Similarly, oh, in um, my opinion... Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, is not, yeah, so. Not the strongest candidate to run against Donald Trump. So fingers crossed. It being July, we don't know yet yeah. the outcome. So this this episode may not age well. Who Like a year from now, we're going to be recording in a bunker somewhere. Like, ooh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what this feels like, our coronavirus quarantine room right coronavirus now. Coronavirus quarantine room. We're here, 4th of July, 2020. It is a full moon tonight, and so moon day. Hello. Moon day. Moon day. This today. doubles as a moon day hangout. Uh, hell yeah, it does. But it's also oh, a we- lunar eclipse tonight at right. like 12.45 Arizona time at least. Um, so some crazy astrological things are happening. Crazy. To reflect the crazy actual things that are happening. Well, well. Well, social things social things that are happening yeah and um, that's that's a good lead to exclusive content 
which oh, yeah. we could tell our listeners about, cool. is that... Um, so what can you expect from this podcast? Yeah, what, what are you going to get out of us if you choose to um, give us your time? And in some instances, some of you may feel so inspired to give us your sweet dollars. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and do this podcast ad-free because... Uh, As good progressives, we are somewhat against <laughs> the ideas of exchanging our own true unadulterated voices for capital. So if that so inspires you to give us a buck a month on Patreon or sign up for our $5 level, and who knows, we may even have like a $10 level, we're going to have Moonday Hangouts, which is going to be me and Kiana, probably a guest, um, social distance guests will join us either uh, in studio. We have long microphone cables, so we could sit elsewhere in the home and record. If we do an extension cord outside, we, maybe. We're going to do an extension cord outside. <laughs> exclusive content, Moon Day Hangouts, other exclusive content um, uh, to be announced. So keep your eyes peeled for that if, yes. you're, if you're so interested. Um, and you're yeah. We're going to see how this goes. We're, we're going to see, see how this goes. goes. We have our first couple we, of guests lined up. Um, we, yeah, we got our first guest lined up, uh, Satinder Sin Khalsa. Some of you may know him in the Ashtanga Yoga community if you've been floating through Mysore. Known by some as the sarcastic yogi. This, he's our yoga teacher. <laughs> a, we are blessed with his presence right now yes. here in Tucson. Yes, seriously, we really are. Um, and so he is just, he's going to be hopefully. He's he is going to be our first guest here on the podcast. Yes. Um, we hope that uh, you enjoy him. He has a lot of words to say, and it has definitely has his own perspective and so much wisdom to offer. Mm-hmm. And um, along with just being a total sassy bitch sometimes. <laughs> too. And I say that with love. Yes, yeah, so much love. Josh is a sassy bitch right back oh my every God. morning. Not every morning. I mean, y'all know how it's Look, like I try at to be, 6 a.m. in the Ashtanga room. We've been practicing at 6.30 on Zoom. <laughs> okay, this is Zoom Mysore. The stakes are, <laughs> yes. uh, stakes are a yeah, little lower. Yes. Um, anyways, shout out to all you home practitioners out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to the people that are still, the listeners still sticking it through, who have no idea what Ashtanga Yoga is, but are hooked and interested and are kind of willing to see where this journey goes along with us. Yeah. If you don't know what a Shanga is after listening to this episode, give it a Google. Give it a Google. Don't be intimidated. Uh, the Google, the initial Google search can be strange. It can be a daunting thing. <laughs> can be, yes. Um, to some... It's wild. To some, it just gets them right away. And to others, it's like, what the hell is this weird contortionist yoga stuff? So, but yeah, keep your mind open. Give it a Google search. Um, just know it's cool. Just, just know it's it's changed our lives at it's least. Cool. I think something interesting. Maybe we can put this earlier. I think something interesting about our perspective on Ashtanga is that we're pretty new to it. Like in the Ashtanga community, saying you've practiced for two and a half years is not a very long time. No, people out there have been practicing for twenty years. You know decades um and it's kind of a lifetime thing um for a lot of people so for a lot of people i think it's interesting we have this kind of lower amount of experience we're obviously very young um 
So we're figuring it out right along with y'all. We're yeah. we're just there for the practice every day. We're, we're along no for the ride. We, we are. are right. We're just exploring all these ideas as we are coming into this world, wanting to contribute to our communities and make this world a better place. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just realized. Huh. Did we really even talk about? our like teacher trainings or anything or like no when we explained ourselves we we, we kind of we've we kind been of, all over the place been all over the place this is gonna be really hard to edit <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to edit that's okay it'll be like a decent conversation where people can be like oh, no. we're both 200 hour yoga teachers okay <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. know that okay um 